welcome back. This is part two of a Valentine's Day massacre. If you have not listened to part one yet, go ahead and take a break and go do that and then come right on back. Carmen and I are here and we will wait for you. Congratulations, you've listened to part one. Now you're ready. Now you're caught up. So sorry Yay! that we ranted so much. You're not. I'm not good, sorry. I didn't think a correct headspace. We also just took like a 25 minute break where all we did was sh- fucking talk shit again. So, <laughs> so hopefully a little bit of, of it is We're out of our system. Great, um, yeah. but we are going to start this episode with everyone's favorite segment: living in Chondaland. Living in Chondaland. I love watching the spikes on the sound thingy. When yeah, you right. This. <laughs> it's just like nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. There are two. Hundred. Men. Oh, two what? Men. Two men. Emil and the husband. No. Well, the Emil. Yes. Oh, uh, Frankie. No, and I'm looking at this, and I'm actually not sure who this man is now. <laughs> uh, is it like a reporter guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is no, it a reporter? No, it's one of the trustees. It's one of the trustees. Do we actually see this guy? Mm-hmm. We do? Yeah, not for like long, though. Just like, you know, one of those throwaways. F- a flash, a flash when Derek walks out in his jacket. Oh, you know what? At the at the dinner, so, is it at the end yeah, when they're the at the breakfast. the breakfast? Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry Let's start that. with the, the the note the throwaway guy, and then we'll end with a meal because, and then we probably should start with talking about a meal because this is a great storyline. <sighs> Heartbreak. Okay. Fred Ox uh, plays Mr. Kaplan. Uh, one episode of Scandal. And uh, then Brian George, who plays Emil, is in one episode of Private Practice that you have not seen yet. Ah, uh, yes. It is in The Future Times. Also, Mr. Kaplan is in The Blacklist, which I, I need... I was just thinking about. They I need put to just a more watch, recent season on Netflix. So I need they that. have 10 fucking seasons of yeah, that I've show. Yeah, I've watched nine seasons, so I need to watch season 10. But I also have to watch the second season of The Bear, so that's my priority. I need to watch the new episode of Masters of the Air tonight. That show is fucking good. You need to go to bed. I'll sleep when I'm dead, which will be probably soon, depending on how oh often I sleep. So this this week, um, Michael turned 35. And shout out last week at some point we were talking about his birthday and he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm having like a quarter life crisis or anything. And I was like, oh, hold the phone. Spoken by someone who's How clearly about to announce. <laughs> do you think you're going to live? If you think 35 is your quarter life crisis. Well, clearly he plans to live to 140. Like I literally, I was like, let's math it out. How long do you think you're going to live? Do you think you're going to live to be 140? And he was like, I think I'll be at least live to 110. And I was like, that sounds awful to me. <laughs> I... Did you tell him he needs to make minor adjustments to his diet prior I said, to that? Aren't you tired? I'm tired now. I know 110. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm so and then I said, I go. Minimum. How? So 75 more years of this. More. 
Oh my god. And it just keeps becoming more and more hellish. For fuck's sake. It was 70 degrees when I woke up on February 23rd. All right. 70 uh, degrees at 6 a.m. Yeah. And you want to live 75? We're going to be on fire. It's February. Yeah. So then I said, well, how long do you want to live? And he said, well, I want to be immortal. And I'm like, why would anyone <laughs> want to be immortal? Honestly, though, I'm, I'm tracking with him on this because podcast burp, immortality, you can always end it. There's always you just you just kill yourself if you're like, ah, I've had enough. But but if you want to be immortal, then you don't want to die. So you wouldn't want to do that. No, no. Any mortal wants to be immortal, but immortal. It's like the end of the good place. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) Have you seen the good place? Okay. We talked about this like two episodes ago. You've seen the good place. Yes. Okay. So spoiler alert about the good place. It's like at the end, they clearly, you know, Phoebe Buffay loves being. She does not. (laughs) And then she says, I want the end. I want the afterlife to end. You know, eventually immortals get tired of it. It's just, I'm just tired, you know, just Mm. tired. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with, I I, I got you. I got you. I get it. I just don't want to be immortal unless everything becomes excellent really quickly. (laughs) And it's not trending that way. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the people in charge, but they fucking suck. Yeah, I was reading an article. I've been reading a lot of articles about this particular election cycle, which, by the way, go Michigan. Man, the Michigan Democrats really fucking some cool. That's some cool shit they did. Have you read about that? The protest mm-hmm. they did? Mm-hmm. Whew, man, love it. So, um, the... They're breaking the record for the oldest running presidential candidates of all time, but they're breaking their own fucking record from four years ago. Yeah. This is a fucking joke. But Mitch McConnell stepping down. But But he's not not, retiring. Yes. He's just not going to be a majority leader. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go be annoying over there instead of over here. Yeah. Uh, then that put me down a rabbit hole of reading all about the shit that he's done. And I just, I hate have you these seen, politics. Have you seen any of the Kate Middleton conspiracy theories? No. That needs to be your next rabbit hole. So I need you to send me some starting points. They, you know, she like, they announced, they released a statement a couple months ago that she was having abdominal surgery. No. I'm like, it was like a routine abdominal surgery. Well, she hasn't been seen in two months. So now there's okay. all these conspiracy theories that she's missing and that the palace is just trying to hide, cover it up. Oh, or that it's like insane. he killed her. It's insane. Like there's literally so many theories. It's absolutely wild. Dang. Is, uh, Rachel Zane safe? Is that the princess? Meghan Markle? Well, they're not technically royals anymore. They've oh. absconded their mm. royal titles because I don't know if you're aware of this, but the royal family is kind of shitty, <laughs> especially you if that, you're not a white person. Do you think that he tried to kill her 
we're back to the the, the current uh, not Harry um, Will, William. What, William, do you think William tried to kill Kate after he found out that his dad is dying of cancer so he can be free and like easy, like playboy king? Like, do you think that's his plan? No, but there was one of the theories is that Kate Middleton donated either her kidney or liver to Charles. And I'm like, that motherfucker's going to die regardless. Like, why would she give him a, an organ? Yeah. He is three uh, days away from death's doorstep. Talking about feeling obligation to family <laughs> like, he is a strong cold away from being six feet under yeah mm. anyways <sighs> let's talk and then about the, a meal, meal. yeah <laughs> um speaking so, of i could go for a meal right now i'm starving i'm not i had a two pieces of pizza and then a brownie and ice cream before we recorded so i am nice and full i cannot wait until sushi Ugh. I'm counting down the seconds. Ask me how many seconds is this? How it many? Is until four million three hundred fourteen thousand six. <laughs> six. <laughs> and counting. How many seconds is a million seconds? Fuck, that might not be accurate. How many? <laughs> okay, tell us about a meal. Um. So a meal is the head waiter at the restaurant where the roof collapsed. He has been the head waiter for like twenty years or some shit, and um. Miss Banks and her husband have been coming there for their entire relationship, both before and after marriage. So they used to come in. Well, she used to come in, sorry, by herself. And she tried everything on the menu. And once she had tried the whole menu, Emil like went to the chef and was like, create new things, like be creative, give her new things to enjoy. Wait, did you already tell us? I'm so sorry. I, I like, um, I just blacked out here. Did you tell us about Amelia, Emil's character living in Chonaland character person? I just said he was in private practice. You did. You're right. I'm sorry. I haven't seen yet. You did. Yeah. Okay. I a legit, it's my, my brain. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Um, so then, uh, she meets Bob, her husband and she brings him there and he likes it. And now they don't talk at all. And now he orders for her and Emil's like, Ugh, they hate each other and he has ruined her life. And I love her and I just want to be with her and her husband's in surgery this whole time. He wants to be next to her. He says this entire speech about how much he loves her right next to her. She's quote unquote asleep. Obviously she's awake because of drama and this entire time, Meredith and Alex have like money on whether or not they're going to confess love to each other and, and like run away together. It's the same $50 that Emil gave to Alex to tip him, to yeah, move to him, next to, him next to her fucking her. And he's like, bed. Okay. Uh, he's like, oh, can I go over there? And Alex is like, eh, it doesn't work like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. I'm a waiter. I should know this. Here's, here's a 50. 50 bucks <laughs> casually. Um, so... What, who did you think was going to live and who did you think was going to die from this story between the three of them, the husband, Emil and Mrs. Banks? I thought both the dudes were going to die. I remembered both of the dudes dying. I remembered it that they both died. So I was wrong. Obviously, that's not what happens. Only Emil dies, which really comes out of nowhere. When, yeah. at, w- at what point did you think something was wrong with Emil or were you just like, well, I I didn't think anything was wrong with Emil until mm-hmm. Alex drops the 50 out of his clipboard <laughs> and, and picks it. He goes to pick up the 50 with his entire body to the ground as opposed to leaning over with the the 
the pincer grasp that children learn very early on, which is what you do when you drop one singular item off the floor. He goes into a push-up formation <laughs> and sees Emil mm-hmm. seizing underneath. And how the, the nurse orderly guy didn't think I should go look around also the other side of the bed. Glass. Yeah. And so how did you not see him? No one saw him seizing. No one saw this guy. And anyways, so Why he isn't sees he hooked up to anything. Nothing. Nothing. Not not an IV. The guy should if you have a building fall on you, you deserve at least minimum an IV and a a, a, a pulse. An oxygen a, monitor. Yeah, something. Something. Also, I had my uh, blood pressure taken today. Do you know what blood pressure is supposed to be? Uh 120 over 300. 120 over 80. Uh, Do you know what mine was? 120 over gallery 81. Yes. No. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, I was I'm like, nervous of what my blood pressure like, wow, is. Wow, that's incredible. And I was like, honestly, one thing about me, my blood pressure is almost always going to be perfect. When I am in labor, my blood pressure is alarmingly high. But almost every other time, 120 over 80. Like, I feel within like three I points need... either way. I need a, I need to get a physical. I need yeah, to just have a doctor. Yeah, doctor because I need a PCP. Yeah, I need. I also need a PCP. Yeah, so that's because I'm on PCP. Um, yeah. Uh, what I this had, would be like if you were on drugs. This is us not on drugs, you guys. This is us. Well, should we try drugs when you're visiting? <laughs> should we do drugs? <laughs> should we? Should we record it? Should we? Should do we monetize it? I just well, want to no. do hood rat shit with my friends. <laughs> um, without the burden of children. Um, uh, for legal reasons, this is a joke. Yes, obviously. We would never do illegal things, and we would also never involve our children. Yeah, I wink. Um, yeah, so I didn't think anything was wrong with Emil. I, I, I knew, I was like, okay, he's talking very loudly. If this woman was not up, or if this woman actually was asleep, she's not asleep anymore. Yeah. But, um... I just think it's funny that Alex and Meredith, their weird, dark relationship, they were like betting on this shit. Like, oh, he's going to say something. Oh, he, she's she's going to say something back. Uh, so it is a very, very sad story, which ultimately Mrs. Banks, what's what's her first name in this? I don't think we ever are told. Whatever it is, this lady basically tells Meredith, she's like, I understand where he's coming from and I understand that's what he's thinking, but sometimes it's okay to just not have to speak. And yeah. also we go there because it became our place and Emil never said anything. Yeah. I made a choice and I make that choice daily. And that's what marriage is. That actually is what marriage is. Yes. <laughs> Making a choice to yeah. be in love with your spouse. Cause like, so realistically I feel like almost any person can go out if they are married into the world, whether it be the physical world or the internet world and find someone to cheat with pretty quickly. It's just, you just decide not to do that. Yeah. You make the choice not to, you just say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fall in love with anyone else. Yeah. Like it pisses me (sighs) off when people are like, Oh, you can't help who you fall in love with. You can. So, yeah. Don't fall in and love then with you, someone if you because if you're married, you're not looking for someone to fall in love with. You shouldn't be in the mindset to go out in the world and fall in love with a different person. You should, in my opinion. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's why I had such a hard time with 
feeling bad at all for Addison in some of those storylines uh, in private practice, like especially that mm-hmm. one with that one dude. And the baby, the, the wife and the baby, yeah. Noah. Yeah, yeah. Noah, yeah. I just, man, Addison, I love you, but I do not fucking feel bad for you at all. <laughs> yeah. So during all of these kind of storylines with with Mrs. Banks, Mr. Banks, and uh, and Emil, there's this kind of walker. Okay, again, because Alex and Meredith are involved with these patients, there's this ongoing thing with April, and April, which is frustrating. The second I didn't realize that her and Meredith never spoke mm-hmm. when she walks up and she says, "Oh, Mrs. Shepherd," and I'm like, "She's a fucking doctor." When but, you get married, yeah. you don't get demoted. Yeah. That would be Dr. Shepard, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's really to, annoying to me. I need I mean, to I point that out. Like we females who got married after they graduated with their doctorate and they don't even change the last name because they're like, this is what I graduated as. Like, this is who, like, and I'm like, do, I mean, do whatever you want is my how I feel, honestly. But like, that's so much work to get a doctorate in anything. Like I would, I would be like, everyone should address me as that children. You're no longer calling me mom. You're calling me doctor. Doctor mom. (laughs) Doctor mom. (laughs) Yeah. Like also, I mean, when, when Jess was at Disney, Mm -hmm. she had changed her name legally, but she never changed any of her stuff on the Disney stuff. I'm like, that's fine. Also, I, I okay. I, we'll, we'll circle back to Derek and Meredith. I just that really it frustrated me because April kept like popping up in my notes around them yeah, yeah. because of their conversations. So with Emil, um, the scene where Mrs. Banks goes, it looks like she's going to kind of lean over, and they're sitting there eating the half-eaten heart chocolate box that Alex stole from a coma patient. Yeah, she looks. <laughs> she looks like also, they're like they're on. all half-eaten. Who fucking sends <laughs> chocolate to a coma patient but doesn't go visit? I was like, also that's wondering rude. that. Yeah, and then what when are they're you doing when Christine's like, "Oh, they're all half-eaten," and Alex is like, "You're fucking welcome. You know yeah. what's inside of them." I've done a gift. <laughs> I've done a, a public service for you. Oh, uh, I don't. I eat the whole thing, and if it's terrible, I just spit it out. I don't. Yeah. I don't have to my toe into those chocolates. Sometimes I either. Sometimes com- I commit. I'll like jam my nail into the bottom. Mm, but smart. most of them have the maps now, which I appreciate. A yes. map. Yeah. Or they're color coordinated, like in the. If yeah. they're in the the purple quadrant, they're caramel filled. If they're in the the brown quadrant, then they are cherry. Uh, hey. I easy. I hate the chocolate. With the cherry in the middle. Like, that's disgusting to me. Chocolate covered cherries are also gross. Anyways, that is a terrible (laughs) take. Uh, (laughs) She starts to not be able to breathe. And they have to rush her into surgery. And it was moments after that is when he he sees uh, that Emil seizing and they need brain surgery. Um. Also, did you feel at all initially that it was fucked up that the lady kept going back knowing that Emil was going to be there? And like she kind of had this sense that, yeah, I kind of had a sense of like how he felt, but I kept going back there. I don't give a fuck. Well, initially before she meets Bob, no, because she's going mm. hoping that right, she's saying right. something, that he's going to say something. He, She wanted him to say something. She was like open to the possibility. She's like, he mm-hmm. did, but, but she shouldn't have to live her life differently because someone chooses not to voice their feelings. No, for sure. So then she's like, well, this is my favorite restaurant, Bob. 
Robert, let's go have a meal here. And he's like, oh, this is a really good restaurant. I also love it. And I love that you love it. So let us continue to go there. And I know yes. what you like, so I will order for you. Although I will say, I think ordering for another person is bizarre. Unless, like, if we went somewhere and I, and I had never been and you had been, I would let you order for me because I would, like, trust that you, like, know the menu and you, like, know that I'm also a big foodie, right? Yeah. Or vice yeah, versa. Yeah. Um, which, side note, I had the best meal of my life on Saturday at that Greek Chicago deep dish pizza? Oh, oh. my God. It Wait, oh, Greek? Amazing. Yes. What was it? I don't know. It's not a menu. This man lives here. He moved over <clears throat> from Greece and he opened this restaurant and they're only open like a couple nights a week. And it's a like he just makes makes you whatever. And you just like eat. It was four courses. So it was like a salad appetizer, then a chicken dish, then a lamb dish, then a dessert. And then so they what bring you're out saying like is we're going stacks of plates for you to smash. We need to go when we're we in do, town. But it was not cheap. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. All right. Um. Anyways, food is good, and but yeah. I do think ordering for people can sometimes can, be weird. Yes. Yeah. But it also can be cute and productive in the the situation of which that you just described. Yeah. But it's weird. Like if we were going to the same place every week and you were ordering for me, I'd that's be like, weird. That is weird. Like it's it's weird if you're just ordering for someone to prevent them from speaking. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, we don't like see Mr. Banks interact with his wife ever, but she speaks fondly of him and she's like, I love him. I want to go there. He loves it. We love it together. It's our place. All this stuff. Um, yeah. We don't so, know Mr. Banks, but we do need to save him. So true. So. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's weird because it's not like she was taking Bob there to flaunt him in front of a meal. I don't think she was going. I don't think it's wrong because there was no like malicious intent behind it. And at some point she can just say if he's not going to say anything or he never said anything, you know, at some point she could go, maybe this was all in my head. I'm just going to keep going to this restaurant because I like it and there's good service. And I know this man and he's kind. Like, I don't think it's weird for her to continue to go back because yeah. Emil isn't clear about his emotions. Yeah. Um, it was when he was giving the speech and he was like, I fucking put the ring in the creme brulee. Like, I love this that woman and I put the ring in the creme brulee. It's sad. Also, yeah. it's this. This is like very TV movie trope. Mm-hmm. Just tell people how you fucking yeah. feel. And it's I know that's easier said than done. Sitting on it for like a couple weeks, couple months, fifteen years, yeah, twenty years. That's yeah. too long. That's a lifetime. You've wasted a lifetime. Because did this, she did Emil never get married? Live. Yeah, she he lives is alone. Yes, she yeah. continues to live her life. Yeah, and he maybe is- my problem is the opposite. I let everyone know everything that I feel every second of every day. <laughs> so maybe that. there's that's some true. middle ground. <laughs> maybe uh, could be something in between the two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just sad. like I don't know. Like, why would you want to hold yourself back? Like, even if you tell someone how you feel and they don't feel the same way, at least now you know, and you can. They're not the only person in the world. You can find someone yeah. else. Yeah, but it's ultimately it's a sad ending for Emil. Uh, he had 
this brain bleed and they're doing the surgeries back to back. So Bailey, which is her surgery with Mr. Banks is very, uh, kind of emotional yet comedic because it involves Arizona and this, this anesthesiologist that I forget his name, but there we're panning back and forth to all of a sudden he's got a ton of blood in there. He has to lose his spleen. Emil's going through the surgery. Derek is like, don't fucking do this. Don't you die? You stupid motherfucker. Like, let's go. And, Ultimately, Emil dies, dies. And Derek is there and he's like, Alex, you like he. So Alex is very harsh. He's like, it's, he's, he's better off. He is in love with a woman who is married and he'll never live with her. He's you know better off, which is harsh, sad, true, harsh. Um, but in the process, Derek is like, no, it wasn't. There's nothing you could have done. You would not have found this until it was too late. And this yeah. is where we're at. Yeah. So that those things suck when it doesn't show on the scans. There's no way you could have caught it until the person is physically dying. Yeah. That shit sucks. Yeah. That's And rough. April takes it hard. And Derek is like, good. Well, April's that's already how... in a bad spot because April she is having a rough go back. Because she was like, I should, I didn't know if I could come back because I killed the person last time I was here. And she's like, and then of course that's her first surgery back and the patient dies. And she's like, I can't do this. And Derek says, you know, what like, was, what was her thing? How, what was the patient that dies? Remember when the fire happened and they was like, it was super oh, chaotic. Oh, she didn't check the throat. The airway. Yeah. Yeah. Medicine one Oh one. Yeah. Always check the throat. Yeah. That was, that was sad, but, during all of this stuff, there's like this metaphor that's being played around between the April and Derek thing. There's the Meredith and Derek thing about the breakfast and she doesn't want to just be arm candy for Derek and her making all of the choices and blah, blah, blah to be with them, to be with him. It's kind of an interesting story and it's an interesting metaphor. What were your, what were your, well, other than the Emil story, like, is there anything else you want to say of that? Or do you want to talk about that storyline for a second? Well, before Mrs. Banks like stopped being able to breathe, what do you think she was gonna say when she was like trying to turn to him? Oh yeah, good. I'm like going going too far too fast ahead. Um, I think that she was gonna be like, "Hey, like, I heard you. I love you too, but also, I don't love you like that." Mm-hmm. Or I loved you, but you never I loved said you. anything, and now I love Bob. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. she says nothing and just checks on him. Yeah, me. I don't how know. are you doing? You good? Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely asleep earlier. Did you happen to say anything while I was asleep earlier? Like, did you need me for anything? Here's fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks. Good tip. Uh, um, I yeah. The way that she was leaning over, though. You don't. I don't know. It looked weird. Yeah. Maybe she was going to say nothing. Maybe she was going to say nothing. She was trying to tell him, Emil, I can't breathe. (laughs) Emil, I just, (laughs) Emil, call the nurse. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's weird in every hospital show that all of the walls are glass. I find it weird. I mean, I've been to a lot of hospitals where they have glass walls. That's weird. I've also been to a lot of hospitals where they have white walls and wood floors. Okay. Oh, or have you been in the rooms where it's all padded? No, that was a gallery gallery 81 (laughs) reference. Megan, ask Megan. Megan would know. I'm telling you that you're, you should be in solitary confinement. (laughs) Ah, yes. I would be terrible in solitary confinement. 
you would make a lot of friends because you myself? need to talk a lot and you uh, would just, just make up people to talk to. Yeah. Man, that's one of the reasons I don't break any laws is I would not do well in jail because in jail I would end up doing something that would get me in solitary confinement or butt raped. So, okay. Trick a warning. I don't want either of those. Okay, let's talk about. Yeah. So, are we done with a? Are we not April? Are we done with a meal? Uh, oh, yeah. And then, well, then we well, Miss Banks, Alex tells her, and she cries. Yeah, and it's she's the, she has to go through that journey by herself because she cannot tell Bob. Yeah, and Bob's probably gonna wake up any second and be like, "Oh, were you crying because you missed me so much?" Because I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Thank you. That was, that I'm was a very funny, funny. I'm a funny you person. Funny. You are a funny person. Well, no, now I do. Me, but I'm a very funny. <laughs> I was today years old when I found out that you're a funny person. <laughs> I would not have done a podcast with you twice. I know. <laughs> if you weren't funny. <sighs> okay. So let's talk about April. Yes. Just add on to it. She says like she doesn't know if she. First of all, she's being very um, administrative with Derek, and she finally says like people keep saying, "Aren't you a surgeon? Do you want to be a doctor? Like, what are you doing?" And then she finally says like, "I don't know if I can do it again." The way I left, Derek takes her to the surgery with Emil. Emil dies. She cries. She says, "I can't just watch people die. I shouldn't have come back." And Derek says, "I made a mistake last year." If you'll rec- who do you recall? Do you recall the mistake? It was one that involved a brain. Jen. When he nicked something, the pregnant right? pregnant lady. Yeah, he nicked it, and then he was yeah. trying to do, like, a, he was trying to remove <laughs> all like, of her let lobes. Let me just take the lobe. <laughs> the let me just leave. <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> Occipital. Uh, he said, let me just leave the fucking brain stem. That's all she really needs. Yeah, yeah. there was some arguing. It was dramatic. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I, I made a mistake last year. Crazy. I almost walked away. If you don't feel the losses, if they don't hurt you and humble you, that's when you know you're not cut out for this kind of work. You can be a good surgeon. That's why I brought you back. So important to note that she goes through that journey in this episode. Yes. Also important to note, if Derek needs an administrative assistant, couldn't he just hire her for that? Like, does he, if Where's she's doing a good Patricia? job. Well, she was with Weber. I miss her. Where is Olivia? Olivia could also uh, do this role. Olivia was not invited back. Not yet. Even that should though. be when Weber comes back. He's going to say, I'm sorry that two chiefs have now not brought you back. Me, previous me, <laughs> past <laughs> that, me. That was the Derek. old me. Put current me. The old Weber can't come to the phone right now because he's dead. Because he's calling Olivia. He's calling Olivia. Then, no, not that's Pope. new Weber. New Weber. Um, oh man how dope would it be if what's her face what's her what's her name in human real life carrie washington carrie washington makes an appearance as olivia pope in gray's anatomy it's true okay most famous for her role in psych for two episodes let's take a break and then when we come back we'll refocus and talk about this show One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. 
Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. And now we're going to talk about Grey's Anatomy. We're going to discuss Teddy and Owen. Yes. There's and not that, a lot should we, this. Should we... Do you don't want to talk about Derek and Meredith right now? Because we're still talking about... We can talk about Derek and Meredith. I just want to say, at the end, she looked really, really good. She's very pretty. She is pretty. And I, I mean, love we, that they had her. It's always fun to see them outside of scrubs because we yeah. don't get to see it very often. Versus I was thinking on private practice, um, they don't wear scrubs that often on that show. So there's actually like they and there are some moments where I'm like, this is so early 2000s. Like you can I'm like, OK, yeah. <laughs> statement necklace. I love I have a statement necklace every day. OK, I just I like that she kind of went through this journey and it's obviously mirrored. Yeah, with the with whole Miss Banks being like, it's sometimes it's nice to be in silence. I choose him. I love him. He did this, and I want to like I want to make him happy. So I did this. There's obviously a fine line with that because you still want to like maintain your own personage in a relationship. Totally. Um, but like Meredith wants to support Derek. But here's my thing. I totally understand the choice she made in the end to go. Um, first of all, it benefits her two favorite people because Christina gets to do the valve and she gets to be there for Derek. So like the, the two people she cares the most about in the world benefit from her making this decision. The, the thing I, the scene I thought was weird was the scene prior where Derek was like, goes to her and says, there's this breakfast tomorrow. And Meredith says, yeah, I know about the breakfast because some resident I don't know is rooting around in our closet and like, I can't be going like, that's not what I signed up for. I'm a surgeon and I can't give up a surgery. And Derek says, yeah, I, I wouldn't want you to give up a surgery. But then she keeps going with it. And then he just like stands there. It just feels weird to me. And I don't know how it's meant to be read as a scene, if that makes sense. Well, what was weird about it to you? Because I actually felt like Derek was being understanding in that moment. I thought he was too, but then it like went like on too long and then i was like that's why i thought it was weird oh well, let me okay. find it because yeah it it definitely felt because it, it he did not know she had a surgery they hadn't been communicating yeah, and she didn't even know goes, she had her own surgery until she turned it down with with teddy when she's like scrub well, yeah, in and she's well, like well and actually he goes to her 
and says there's this breakfast and April's already like getting the clothes. So that's also like, I agree. The communication has fallen through the cracks. Obviously there's like chaos with the whole restaurant thing, but he says, there's this breakfast. And she says, I know, I know about the breakfast because some resident that I don't know is rooting through my closet. Derek, sorry. She's overeager. Meredith says, I have surgery and I can't give up a surgery. And Derek says, no, I wouldn't want you to. And then Meredith says, I mean, just to smile and stand at a podium for the suits. It's and Derek says, no, you shouldn't come. But then she just keeps going. And she goes, my patient, she's somebody's wife too. And I'm her doctor. And Derek's like, okay, okay. And Meredith says, okay. It just like lingers too long. And when he initially says, I wouldn't want you to, I wish it would have ended there because then it's like, they're like, he's being supportive of her. He's not asking her to choose him over a surgery. Like he's not asking her to do this stupid, like, you know, administrative thing that he is because he took this job doesn't really mean that she took this job whatever so i think it should have ended there that scene that's why i thought that scene was weird because at first i'm like i uh, like derek's being like he's just telling her like there's a breakfast but i understand if you can't come but then it just keeps going and then like he makes a weird face when he's like you shouldn't come and she's like my patient somebody's wife and he's like okay 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 and they just do that and i'm like what is what yeah. am I? How am I supposed to read it? Because I hold on was though. I confused. I will say I I feel like there have been times, even in my marriage, where I tell Jess like if she's fired up about something, and I'm like, okay. I mean, just you know, like I'm I'm good. I understand where you're coming from, and then she's still fired up. That takes that time where there's a delay between the the, the descending and like the. <laughs> uh, the the calming down, and I think that's just what was happening. She, I think, in this scene, I agree with you. It should have ended with uh the okay i mean i don't want you to miss the surgery you're you're good uh because he says it calm he doesn't say it with like ulterior motives which we have seen in the past we've seen derek say something kind of shitty and passive aggressive yeah when he's like all right well then don't fucking go then but he really wants you to go do your surgery like if he had done that obviously like that would be shitty i think it's very clear in the beginning that he's like i don't want like i'm telling you there's this breakfast you can't do it i understand i'm not upset yeah but then when he then the second time when he says you shouldn't come the delivery on it is like kind of disappointed which i i would understand being disappointed but i wouldn't understand that he had this expectation that she would be able to go when they have talked about it none clearly at all right. so there's like everything's like burning down around them so clearly yeah. doctors need to be here like i wouldn't understand why he would be just like why would he expect that she would be able not even that she wouldn't want to go but that she would be able to go um, so that yeah. was kind of confusing. And again, that's kind of like, I don't know how it was written. If it was written that they wanted him to deliver it that way, because after the first delivery, it, I'm like, why wouldn't you be like, no, good. you it shouldn't resolved. come versus no, you shouldn't come. You know, when someone says something because they know it's the right thing to say, but they yeah. clearly don't mean it. Oh, it's, it's, not it's even fine. Like, it's yeah, fine. It's fine. It's like, oh, what's wrong? Nothing. Okay. Well, something's wrong. Yeah. So, um, I do understand what you're saying though, when like someone's just like ranting and they need to just like keep getting it all out. I totally understand where you're coming from with that. However, I just felt like the the initial delivery he gives is so clear and then it just kind of peters off. And then when they were both just saying, okay, and like kind of staring at each other, it just feels less clear than it did at the beginning of the scene, which is where I take the issue. And I don't even, I don't even think I would say I take the issue with Derek because I think the scene is just like confusing. Yeah. Um, 
But the moral of the story is she goes. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think that she really takes to heart what Miss Banks says about like she's choosing. She makes a choice every day. And Meredith still did get to do surgery. She still yeah. did get to care for a patient. Um, she just also was able to go and support Derek. She obviously wouldn't have gone if no one else was there to scrub in and this patient was just going to die. But like that wasn't the situation. There's obviously other doctors who can take care of these people and she can be there for Derek in this like transition period. However, that sign is fucking shitty. Yeah. There also, here's my big beef with all of this number. It goes back to number one. April, don't refer to a doctor by Mrs. or Mr. Thing number one. Thing number two, Derek had to have had some sort of... Or someone did. Someone close to the situation had to... They have to know that this that that this is not like there need to be a proof reading that happened going into this approval of the the um the itinerary or what's that called the, the signage the, the signage the stationary whatever it is and what did it say mr and mrs dr Derek and mrs shepherd yeah dr and mrs Derek shepherd that's what it was oh also her like ranting about it in the backseat is so funny and then she's like, yeah you're gonna, make, you're gonna have to make this up to me with a lot of sex Yes, dear. <laughs> I I wish Twist that every arm. time I pissed off Jessica, she was like, you owe me sex for this. I would be I would make her mad every single day. You would be living your life identically. Uh, mm, I can't say that I disagree with that. <laughs> it would um, just end up with no, I would do different <laughs> things. Not um, very different. Not much. Uh, wait, what's the give us a something about something else about Derek and Meredith. She looked great in the gray. She did look beautiful in that, that like sweater dress. Yeah. Stunning. Gray is her color. Meredith gray. Uh, Uh, I, uh, I don't think I have anything else with, with their particular storyline so we can move on to Teddy and Owen, but let me just do a quick double, double check here. Oh, I remember there was a quote I was going to say that was, Oh, when she's talking to Alex earlier and he goes, you're just saying that cause you think you're married. Oh yeah. I knew you'd love that. I did love that. I got to tell you when she kept having like these doubts or like things are pissing her off. I was like, this is going to be her out. She's going to (laughs) take it. She's not actually married. They're trying to harp on it for us specifically as foreshadowing. They did not. You'd love it. Okay. Um, Teddy and Owen are still not really talking to each other. And then they're scrubbing in for a surgery. And she just goes in and starts word vomiting everything that is happening in her life to him. Um, And he's like, what the fuck is your point? She's like, I've got a house. And it's like, there's deer in the woods. And then I wanted a dog, but I got a fish instead. And I got a bikini wax. And he's like, can I help you with something? Uh, and she says that they were best friends and they used to tell each other everything and now they don't talk at all. And she misses that. And he's like, well, I feel like I'm cheating on Christina when I talk to you. So I can't talk to you, but also I miss my best friend too. And then she just leaves. 
Hold on. There's more to that. <laughs> it's, no, it's I don't a, think so. It's, it's, it's a very good summary. Okay. <laughs> There's there's one specific part that I want to tackle because I it, it actually honestly was a little bit of a dagger. It it hit me in my heart when he said when she's like you chose blah 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 and you chose Christina oh, and like yeah. blah 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 and he goes you chose her too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is true. When he when she was drunk and she told Owen about the the way that Christina was like trying to do the the trading. trade. She was also choosing to teach Christina and accept that trade. And it's a very interesting way to phrase that. And he's not wrong. And it's so interesting because he he was betrayed by both of these women in very different ways. Mm -hmm. But he is hate fucking Christina with love. (laughs) And he's totally shutting out Teddy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is, it does suck. They have, that's a weird end scene, by the way. It's very uh, interesting and aggressive and kind yeah. of sweet, but I feel bad. And it's true because he really was, if you if you think about it, the two most important women in his life, both kind of fucked up and he's kind of sitting in the crosshair and, just, and he's like, I just need to piece together whatever I can yeah, and make it, make it work. So... Do you want to do you have the dialogue for her end scene? Yeah, sorry, I was reading her <laughs> bikini wax. Um, so that Owen and Christina waxing are, in general. Um, I cannot express to you how much I would love to see your face if you got a bikini wax. You guys, Carmen is so bad at pain. Yeah, it would be like the scene in 40 year old virgin, but worse. So funny. Uh, okay, so they're Owen and Christina are leaving, and Teddy comes over, and Christina's uh, Teddy asks if he can if they have a minute, and Christina's like, "Oh, I'll wait in the car." And Teddy's like, "No, no, stay. It's fine. I yeah, said I which, love you." And which Christina's makes me like, <laughs> when she <laughs> says that, I'm like, "Oh, it's not going to be important. It's probably going to be like a you know whatever conversation." She's like, "No, no, you you can listen to this. This is totally fine." Remember that time that I poured my guts out to you and I said, I love you. And I was like, honestly, (laughs) I kind of love it because if you're Christina, you're going to kind of be like, tell me what you talked about and then just take the other person's word for it. But are you going to be wondering if anything else was said right now? Yeah. She's like, no secrets. This is where I'm standing. This is my stance now. So she says. I said, I love you and it's out there and I know I can't unring that bell, but I'm unringing it. I take it back. And Christina says, I'm going to (laughs) go. No, no stay. I miss my friend Owen more than anything. I miss my friend. The rest I can deal with. I can deal with it. I have a job that I love and I have an amazing student to teach and I have got a cottage with deer and a fish and various waxed body parts. I'm going to be fine. You and I are going to be friends and you're doing a valve replacement with me in 10. And then Christina, she's like, go prep him. So well, I and then do like Hunt that. Hunt says you can't unring the bell, and she's like, "Yeah, you're right." I'm gonna but try. like, I'm gonna fucking try like hell, and I respect that. And it's it's so true. You can't once a person knows how you feel, you can't just like be like, "Ah, it's fine," but you kind of can. Yeah, in a way, you can. You, you can, can move on. You can. You can do your best to move forward. Yeah. 
So I, I mean, the last scene is kind of weird, but I also appreciate it. Yeah. Cause also I, like, I love that she says I have an amazing student to teach. And that, and like, she wants Christina to hear that. She's like, I know that you're amazing. And like, I'm happy to be your teacher. So, but also I need my best friend back. But also I do love the person that you're fucking. So yeah, no worries though. I'm, I'm going to take it back. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm ready to play the long game. Sorry, did that come out of my mouth? Is that what I said? I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say, I love my best friend. So, no, I like it. I like, I like Teddy. I like Teddy. I just, I want her to be happy. I also want Christina to be happy. And I also want Owen to be happy. Everyone deserves to be happy. And if it involves consensual sex, then so be it. Sock it to me. So very happy for her. I like it. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else specifically. Bailey. Bailey. <gasps> Bailey and Arizona. The opening scene when he's flirting with her and the look on Arizona's face was like, ooh, 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 I love this. And it's so cute. First uh, of all, Callie and Arizona gave each other matching necklaces for Valentine's Day, which is adorable. Yes. Um, so then Bailey's like, I, Valentine's day is not real and it's stupid and I don't give a shit about this holiday. And then, um, well, uh, Arizona then calls her, Arizona calls her a Scrooge and she's like, well, that's Christmas and that's a real holiday. holiday. (laughs) Um, so his name is Dr. Warren. Uh, he was like, oh, I'm so sad that we won't get to scrub in with each other anymore. And she's like, it's fine. Don't ever talk to me ever or look at me in the world. Uh, and Arizona and Callie get in the elevator with her and they're like, Oh, she likes him. And they giggle and it's like so funny. Little schoolgirl giggles like, they have a crush on each other. You think he's cute. And Bailey's like, I don't like what's happening. And if it wasn't happening, I'd be happier <laughs> as a person. <laughs> um, uh, so then Arizona so is like, I'm on it. So she goes to Derek and she says, sign this so I can have, the anesthesiologist on the surgery with Bailey that I want. And he's like, I don't think I should interfere with Bailey's life anymore. And she's like, no, no, you just do your chief things. I'll do the rest. I'll do the Cupid things, chief. And then she goes into the surgery and she will not shut up. And it's funny, but also inappropriate, but mostly funny. Well, it's also hilarious because she's speaking in metaphors and she's not being discreet. She's like, man, you know, this was Dr. or Dr. Warren. Isn't this so crazy? Like Bailey almost did peds, but it took a lot of like persuasion. And she had to really like think multiple times on how she wanted to stick with general surgery. And she, she just needs to be, to be asked, asked multiple. Yeah. Uh, and then she changed her mind. Yeah. She reconsidered. Yeah. And, and he's getting it. He's like, Oh yeah, totally. I I'm vibing. And then, at the end when she's like, yeah, like, it's so crazy. This guy is going to get to dance again. And Bailey's like, well, hold on, bitch. Because <laughs> He's if not this- going to be dancing for a long time. <laughs> and if he wants to dance, it's going to be his choice. Yeah. When he's ready when to dance, he can dance. And he wants to go out dancing. He'll be perfectly capable of making that determination himself without any help from anyone. And I don't need any help here. So if you are done helping me, you can go. And Are that's when he earlier? leans over and he's like, for the record, I wasn't talking about dancing. Uh, breaking the fourth wall of the metaphor. 
man. Yeah. <laughs> um. What were you going to say? Wait. Yeah. So earlier when one of the other times when Arizona is talking about that, Bailey says, isn't there a dying child somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I wanted to watch you do the whatever this great. is. Yeah, I wanted to watch one of these. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> a man fully stabbed in the abdomen <laughs> with glass. <laughs> you know, the casual times that these are happening. Uh, also, I forgot that it was Mrs. Banks' husband until the very end. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're a dying child somewhere. Okay, so then after the surgery, um, Dr. Warren comes up to Bailey and says something like she he starts to talk to her and she's like, Don't, and he's like, I'm sorry, I just thought, and she's like, I can't talk to you. And he's like, Okay, so sorry. And she's like, No, like I physically can't talk to you. Because I my brain stops working because you're so attractive and I can't I am stupid when you're here. You make me nervous and I forget how my words are. And I am just so maybe one time dinner and I'll try and have words. And she says he says, How's tomorrow night? And she says, I might have surgery. And he's like, I might join you. Yeah, I like that she so I think she said doesn't she say tomorrow works but i might have surgery something like that Uh, he says how's tomorrow night and she says fine i might have surgery and he says well i might join you yeah yeah yeah. i just what i like about her being involved with the doctor is they're gonna get the schedule in a way that tuck never did Mm -hmm, yes and bailey deserves that yes because she's saving lives on a regular basis yeah also Will her dad be disappointed if she remarries? Like, I don't even know with that man. Freaking cares. Yeah. Can't be living your life just to not disappoint other people. If you're saving lives and making yourself happy, who cares? I actually attempt to disappoint as many lives as I can with every choice that I make. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, But that disappoints me now that you're you're complimenting Uh, me. So now I'm disappointed. Podcast burp. Podcast burp. So... I think that's all the notes that I have. There's like, there's one, let's see. There was one other thing I wanted to say. I like, I do like the, the scene where Mark and Derek are in that lobby and he's just watching the surgery and he's like, blah, blah, blah. I haven't had surgery in a week. I'm doing all these chief things. And there, uh, Mark kind of gives him the, isn't this what you always wanted kind of thing. And that, that to me felt sarcastic, but when we no, first, I don't think I don't think it's meant to be sarcastic. I get where you're. No, no, I I understand now what you're saying, but in that moment, I was like, ah, I felt a little pointed. That's weird. Also, Derek is clearly struggling managing the chief duties and wanting to to be a surgeon. Mm-hmm. So, which is yeah, it's it's true. It it makes sense because he's more administrative now. So yeah. Which is not like Derek or Richard said that like multiple times. Yeah. 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 He didn't hide it. No. And so then Derek's like, oh, can't believe this is happening. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he was he was first presented right off the bat, he was like, 
Callie and April are coming into him and they're talking at the same time. And that's when they're like, you need to go talk to the the reporters. And Callie's like, you need to go talk to a head trauma person. And Derek's like, nah, head trauma it is. Shocking. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, I think, all I got. Did we miss anything? I'm going to feel real bad if we missed something. I feel like we did, but I don't remember what it is. So. Mm, I simply don't don't think. I don't think we missed anything. I think. Remember that time that Callie had to break the news to Mark that his daughter is leaving? That was and so sad, though. Yeah. You can't unring that bell. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Okay, cool. Me too. Mm, rate it. Uh, this is going to be a 4.7 out of 5. Oh, wow. I really like this episode. Wow. Tell me why. So, a couple of things. Number one, Mark Sloan. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I love Teddy in this episode really did make it made a lot of, uh, things for me. Uh, I like that she's owning, she's like hunt just, I, if I need to be the mature person here, I'm going to do it. Even if it means like suppressing all of my feelings and figuring my own shit out and putting it in a bag and getting my shit together. Fine. Uh, I love that Bailey is finally kind of getting back on that horse And I love that we kind of saw the first interesting dynamic around uh, Derek, him becoming a chief, how it impacts Meredith, and uh, the Emile Mrs. Banks love story kind of thing was both heartbreaking, emotional, and sad all at the same time. Sad and like a like a pathetic sad, but also Mm -hmm. not like I don't I don't want to call him pathetic. It's just it is it's just sad. It's a sad situation that people go through. And, uh, also Lexi kind of finding her fucking voice and being Mm -hmm. hot blonde, like Mm -hmm. cool. And then backstory with Jackson. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things that I really liked about this episode. There was nothing like crazy. I guess you could call someone getting an arm attached to their hip pretty crazy, but, uh, and also just the, the whole pile up was, or the, the roof falling was very dramatic, but they made something that was dramatic feel almost not dramatic in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. They like, it's a, they tell you this crazy thing happened, but you don't see it. So it's kind of just like, Oh yeah, there's like a lot of people here, but like, yeah. So we didn't mention at the beginning that, uh, Meredith and Derek and Owen and Christina were going to go on a double date somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do Valentine's day. (laughs) Yeah. And then they see the, the ambulances go by and they're like, if it's serious, they'll page us. And then like, Oh, well, they paged us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, 4.7 for me. What about for you? That's, this might be a pretty big difference. Mine's, it's like a 3.9 or a 4. Interesting. I mean, I, like, I'm not going to shame you the it's way like that you shame me. But Well, that's typically because you're wrong normally. But oh. I appreciate the points. I appreciate what you liked about it. I just didn't like have as strong of it. Like I really liked the Lexi storyline. Um and it's also, it is nice to see that now Mark isn't being a turd and they can at least work together. Yeah. Uh, well, look at, look at her. Look at how hot she is. <laughs> and then I liked the, like the backstory with Jackson and they're kind of back and forth and how he like helped her get through that. And then, you know, she's just going to keep boning Alex. And then like the Mark at the end with Callie is like so sad and Eric Dane plays it so well. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like fine. I feel, I, I don't know. There was, it's just, you know, 
I do like the whole Bailey thing. I just think I liked all the same things you did. I just don't know that I liked them as much as you did. Uh, that's fine. I think honestly, that's what it is. Cause I don't think there's anything that I really hated or didn't like. It was just like, it's fine. I'll say I'll give it a four. It's good. It's I not like it. a filler episode or anything because obviously like bringing April back and like me learning more about Jackson. Um, so I wouldn't say it's like a skippable episode or anything. I just think like it's not it's not a, a top, you know, episode for me. That's fair. So, but yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm glad you liked it so much, though. I did. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I sat there through like having a migraine all day while Marla was sleeping and like sitting there just watching watching the episode. So I really I did enjoy it. Um so yeah, uh, anything that you need me to predict, I feel like I, I almost feel like I, I, had a, I have a hard time thinking about predictions for this episode. Um, but what, okay, what do you want me to predict? Predict something with Teddy, Owen, and Christina. I predict. Oh, man, I just got this. Hunt's gonna Hunt's gonna kiss Teddy. Something is going to happen. I don't know why. When he said you can't unring that bell, something about it was like, you're opening up the floodgates for us to not be shocked when they kiss. <laughs> um, what about Mark and anybody? I think Mark and Lexi are going to get back together okay. because I want it to happen. When do you think that'll happen? And what about Alex? Hmm. It's going to happen before the end of this season. Okay. Because Izzy is going to come back before the end of the season. Okay. And. Not a single appearance from Reed or Charles in this episode. Yes, that is correct. Do you want to predict anything for Jackson? Jackson? I think. I think, I think your last prediction is still the Christina. I, I think that if, if Hunt screws up with Christina and does something with Teddy, that's what's going to send the, the ripple effect that will Jackson's end up. Jackson's going to swoop. Jackson's going to swoop. That's, that's my official. That, that, those predictions are, are joined at the hip. Okay. Owen is going to do something with Teddy, which Christina's going to find out, and she's going to do something with Jackson. Okay. Um. I think that's like, uh, oh, oh, um, you already said that you think Bailey is going to sleep with Dr. Warren. Yeah, they're going to um, bone. Do you want to expand on that at all? Obviously, they've agreed to go to dinner. No, I think it's just going to be dinner, dinner and, and smushing. And then okay. uh, I don't know what's going to happen after that, but I'm feeling really passionately about their their genitals touching each other. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to make just any like, oh, uh, what about, do you still think Weber comes back in the season six finale? Yes. Yes. Okay. Also, we, how many, what's it? This is episode 14. Mm -hmm. How many episodes are in this season? 24. Episode. 24 or 22. Episode 19. Mm -hmm. I have no context for this, but episode 19 Thatcher will be involved. Okay. 
Okay. And episode 20 or episode in the finale, Adele will also be there. Weber and Adele will be there and they will be united. They'll be back together. Weber will be healed and he will come back. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Um, Is there anything else you need to add? I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel good with everything so far. Okay. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure you continue to share us. Um, sorry for the delay on the episode this week. We had other things going on, um, but we appreciate your patience and sticking sticking it out with us. We really, it means a lot to us that you guys like the, the show. <laughs> um, Literally. Yeah. So, uh, Thank you so much. Just continue to share us, please, with other people and friends on social media. Tag us on Instagram when you share us. Um, donate blood. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Um, follow us on Instagram. Email us. Follow us on TikTok. All of those things are Grey's Academy Pod. And find us on Patreon at Grey's Academy Pod. And if you see Carmen walking down the street. No spoilies. Do not spoil the show. We're having such a good time with it. So many people are joining us on this journey together with us. We, uh, we're a family now, and family sticks together. And uh, Ohana means family, and that means no spoilies. Yeah, so Ohana means no spoilies. And uh, we appreciate you all, and we'll see you all in the next one.